This is This Pirate. And I'm going to quit that. So you can, if you're a mime, then you know I'm actually wiping my face to smear the lipstick right now and I'm getting out of character. This is Rolling. And this is the final episode of this season of This Pirate. And I wanted to do one more episode of the season out of the This Pirate character. And I wanted to take this time to address a couple of things that I've heard over the past 12 weeks or so uh, and uh, make sure that, uh, that everybody's on the same page because I think that's important. The first thing I want to let you know is that I'm fine because uh, one of the first things that came across when I started doing this and, and uh, I uh, produced this entire season in the space of about two weeks and dropped the first three episodes at one time and then let the rest go out weekly. But one of the first things that I heard from people when the first three episodes came out was, oh my God, is, is Roly okay? And this came from a lot of my close friends and people that listen to the podcast, but that know me personally. And, and I, I set about making sure that they knew that I was okay and that this was, um, this was a character. On, on one of the most recent episodes of No Segways, uh, my co-host Matt asked if, if I was blurring a line somewhere. And I have to admit that, yeah, I, I'm blurring a line. Um, and there is, there is the dark character uh, of this pirate. Uh, and, and it was kind of blurred with things that were going on in my personal and professional life at the time, as, as you heard if you listened to the podcast. And um, at this point, uh, with everything over, uh, I want to give you the story behind what happened uh, and uh, the origin of the character, of course, and and uh, things that have happened since the uh, since the podcast dropped. Uh, so that's what this episode of this pirate is designed to do. So first of all, again, my name is Roly, and I'm fine. Okay, so I want to make sure we're clear here. The story behind this pirate's a very simple one. I was very dissatisfied. Uh, with um, things that were happening in my personal and my professional life. And I'm going to center on the professional in this particular. Um, I worked for a technology company for eight years. Um, the last um, two or three, since 2016 to 2020, so four years, um, I worked in a, a, a what is a, just an absolute dream job. There's no other way to say it. I fell into this job. I fell into this job because of the vision of a good friend of mine named Mark who wanted to put together videos to help the customers of this company connect their printers wirelessly to their networks and to do other how-to type videos and do other videos if, if, if the company needed it. So we became a multimedia department. Prior to that time, I worked in technical support and I made... I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school when I tell you that a technical support agent in this area makes somewhere in the neighborhood of $13 to $16 an hour. And at that time, I was making $13.50. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I actually have to go above that. I was making, um, I was making $16 something an hour uh, at the previous job, uh, the first job that I worked at this company. Um, I was doing very well. And then I, into this job. Now, I have nothing bad to say about this company for the most part because there were times 
during the eight years that I was at this company that I needed some help and they were there for me. This company was there for me when my parents were sick and they passed away within 90 days of each other. They stepped up and they helped me out. When my middle child, my, my, my second child, my, my son, uh, had a catast- uh, catastrophic medical emergency, they were there for me. Uh, and um, I, I, I'm grateful to them for that. I, there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, I was able to take the time that I needed to do what I needed to do for my parents and for my son. And, and there, there are people there that um, I have expressed my undying gratitude for. Uh, and, um, and without them, I wouldn't have been in the position that I was. When this position, um, th- this department was created as the result of the pilot program that we made. Um, it was successful, and it, it was a money-making, money-saving uh, effort for the company writ large. Uh, so much so that the department that I was in won the one of the more prestigious awards at that company called the President's Award. CAPA is what it's called, C-A-P-A, um, the President's Award, and we were doing very well. I was making twice what I was making before. I was making upwards of about $25 an hour uh, to, um, uh, to do what I was doing, which was make and edit videos, write scripts, audio, Screen, you know, all of that. And I, I was having the time of my life. This was a job I absolutely adored, and I was working with people that I absolutely adored. Then the pandemic hit, and because of what factors, I have no idea. Um, I was let go from that position in May of 2020. I suspect um, that uh, money may have been an issue because, well, all three of us were probably making close to the same amount. Um, I, um, I was not making videos, but I was editing video content that someone else sent at that point because the printers, uh, which was my line of work, they didn't want us to, uh, they didn't want to spend money to send us printers to film, um, or they didn't want to, um, they didn't want to spend money um, uh, doing things that they didn't think were necessary when we were reinventing content. So they sent me existing content uh, for me to edit and voice over uh, and uh, write scripts from uh, Japanese into English um, from the subtitles that they it, it It's kind of a complicated thing, but if you've ever read subtitles, English subtitles from something that was originally Japanese and it was nobody to rewrite the scripts to make them sound um, intelligible, then you understand what I'm talking about. That was my job. So I voiced them. I edited the videos together. That's what I did. In, in later, um, in, in the last two years of the job that I was in. It also may have something to do with my age. I'm a 50-year-old, you know, white dude. And, and it's possible that uh, that may have entered into it if they have something like, you know, risk... Uh, what do you call them, actuarial tables or things like that, how much, what my return on investment is at my age of the game. The people that I worked with were considerably younger than me. I think uh, the next person down was probably 40, coming up on 40. Um, So, you know, still some time in the barrel there. I'm 50. How much more time are you going to squeeze out of me, right? So that might have had something to do with it. I, I, in the end, I have no idea. So there is that. I don't wish anybody any ill will, of course. That's not my place. Um, I understand. 
Uh, the company gave me a very generous severance. Uh, and then once that severance ran out, I was concerned because, of course, with the severance running out and all of that, my health care ran out as well. So it was very important for me to go ahead and get something that had health care benefits as well. Um, because we were still in the throes of the pandemic in October of 2020 and we were heading up towards a high, not a whole lot of people were hiring at that point in time. A job opened up at the very same company I was let go from, and I jumped at the opportunity because it was the same health insurance that I'd had before. Uh, I would be able to keep my tenure, uh, and um, it turns out that that was a big mistake. Uh, I ended up making less money than I was making from the original position that I had, uh, and um, it was a bad situation all around. I didn't really much care for the people. Um, with, with the exception of a couple, um, that I was working with, um, the, uh, there were a couple of people that I, you know, obviously I, I, I liked, but for the most part, I didn't fit in very well with the, the team I was on. Um, I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel seen or heard. And that's, that's something. And of course, um, I, I, I didn't really want to be doing what I was doing in the first place. There was a plan at one point in time to try to get me back into the position that I wanted to be in back in multimedia, but it fell through. Uh, and in, in actuality, it turns out that the, the, the department itself may in fact be being phased out because there's nothing for them to do so much. So they're fine trying to find work and there's no work there. So it's possible that, that position is on the outs, which was always a possibility, um, and here we are. So, with that in mind, I felt stuck in a position that I did not want to be in, and it began uh, after, I'd say about spring or so, starting to have an effect on my physical and my mental health. And as a result of that, um, the uh, Wednesday before Labor Day, I had an episode um, I thought at the time it was a heart attack. It turned out it wasn't. It was just a very massive panic attack. Uh, but uh, the, um, the message was clear that uh, I needed to cut what was causing me that amount of stress out of my life immediately. Um, and I made a rash decision based on what had happened to me that uh, I could not continue to do this another day. I handed in my resignation effectively immediately, which of course made me ineligible for rehire. Um, interestingly enough, a week after I did that, a position in training opened up because wouldn't you know it. Um, after some thought about it, I reached out and talked to a couple of people. I realized I may have been ineligible for rehire. They told me to try to talk to people anyway. The decision came down that I wasn't, it wasn't possible. And in retrospect, I kind of feel okay with that because the culture at the company that I was working for had in fact changed and not for the better. I think I feel better for being not there than I am. I, I feel better right here, right now, where I'm at. Does that make sense? But the dissatisfaction with what was going on in the spring and uh, late spring uh, led me to write this pirate. And this pirate, the character of this pirate uh, was a... Um, a hybrid, an adaptation, I guess would be a better word, of a character that I did back in the uh, very beginning of um, my podcast career. Um, even it predates my podcast career, actually. Uh, I did a show called Black of the Night uh, with a character named Alex Black, B-L-A-Q-U-E. 
Alex is a tortured artist. And um, my inspiration for Alex came from um, all the old thematic radio shows that you heard back in the day that was based off of music uh, uh, and variations on a theme. Here locally in this area, um, in midday, there's DJ uh, on one of the local radio stations named Mike Arlo that does something called the Electric Lunch, uh, and uh, there were themes on that. Overnights when I was a child, uh, 18, uh, 18, 19 years old, really, um, uh, on, on the same station overnight at 3 o'clock in the morning, there was something called the Lunatic Fringe Hour, which was closer. But my main inspiration for Alex is a DJ that I absolutely adore named Jim Ladd, who is... Uh, if you've ever heard the Tom Petty song, The Last DJ, it's based on him. Jim Ladd is uh, a god, uh, and um, I love what he does. He used to do something called headsets, which was basically this same thing, variations on a theme. Um, there was an ABC radio weekend show called Flashback uh, that was done uh, sketches and, and things of classic music, and this year we're going to look at 1972, and they did a lot of that in the the gentleman whose name I forget was a very, very dramatic voice. Uh, and of course, when you talk about overnight stuff and dark stuff, you have to talk about the Wolfman. The Wolfman was somebody who was very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I, I, uh, I knew uh, Wolfman Jack briefly in my childhood. Uh, had conversations online, and, uh, and he was an inspiration to me. In the early days of CompuServe, in the broadcast professionals forum. And uh, he didn't know I was a 16 year old kid, <laughs> but um, well, he may have uh, based on my writing ability. But um, Wolfman Jack was always been a, an inspiration to me growing up. And, and I love, as anybody will tell you growing up, I love the dark shit. I love the dark theatrical shit. Uh, I gravitate towards that. Pink Floyd, at its best, is some dark, dark stuff. But there's always a glimmer of hope at the end, right? All alone or in twos, the ones who really love you walk up and down outside the wall. Two Sons in the Sunset from the final cut. The Tide is Turning from Radio Chaos. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that is the glimmer of hope at the end of every Roger Waters composition. But that is my, that's my thing. I love that. So that's the origin of this pirate character. And that's what's happened in the last 12 weeks. Um, as the weeks have progressed, I've, I've been creating. Um, uh, I, you may have uh, seen online uh, that um, I have uh, on social media, uh, follow me on social media, Chris Rowley, K-R-I-S-R-O-L-E-Y. Uh, you may have seen that I have created a guide on how to podcast. There are three parts to it. Uh, one on planning, one on creating, and one on promoting. Uh, they're all on my Medium page at chrisrolly.medium.com. And uh, you have to pardon me, I have a cat down here that wants my attention because I'm not where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I have a red-headed cat that nags me when I'm not in bed on time. <laughs> so that is what the cat's doing there. And now the cat's walking away. Good. Okay. Uh, so I've been creating. Uh, I've been writing articles for Medium. I've been uh, shooting photography and I have been planning, um, not world domination, but you know, my own version of it. Just trying to turn what I'm, what I want to do, just create, to write, to shoot photography, to podcast, to turn this into 
a career, something that I can actually make money on. And to do that, I need to have multiple streams of income. So I'm writing on Medium and hoping to do that. Uh, I have a Patreon account. I'm hoping to get some uh, some income from there. And of course, as time goes on, I'll be able to get clients for what I'm wanting to do, to create podcasts for them, to write copy for them, to shoot photography for them. That's what I'm, I'm hoping to do. So, um, Rolling Media, as, a, as an entity, is alive and well. And that is what we are doing for the next, uh, for the foreseeable future. Now, I have a backstop. Uh, I have uh, a job coming up um, in the middle of August uh, that will be full-time. Um, so, that's a backstop. So, we, I just have to get from here to there. And uh, we will be able to do that, I hope. So, that's what's going on right now. So, I wanted to, to uh, put a, a nice little bookend on this. Now, um, let me tell you about the future of the podcast. This podcast, this season, after this season, there's going to be a hiatus here until I get the next story or the next season for Roly set up. Now, so you'll be a hiatus here. But, um, Look for, in the future, a new podcast, and I will make you very well aware. I'll drop a trailer in this feed when it's ready to go. I will be creating a new podcast called The Midlife Creative, which is um, what I'll call a practical podcast. Um, a midlife creative, to me, I've defined it in a couple of different places, but a midlife creative uh, is um, a, a person who has spent half a life doing something that did not fulfill their need to be so they've set a new course for themselves and is determined to change the course of his life. Um, and that is what a midlife creative is. And that's what I define myself as. So there will be a new podcast called the midlife creative and the podcast guide I just mentioned will be the first huge drop of content uh, that will appear uh, in that podcast feed. Um, it's going to start with an introductory, uh, an introductory episode and then every module of the guide will drop all at once. So we're talking somewhere of about 20 some odd episodes for you to sink your teeth into. I will make sure everybody is aware of that when it happens. It will be in my social media and uh, you're not going to be able to avoid it if you know who I am. Because I'm going to beat you over the head with it until you submit. You tap out. You what? No? Okay. <laughs> this is the course of my life. This is the course that I am setting for myself. And I couldn't be happier. Um, I should be terrified, but I'm not. Uh, and um, I'm going to make this happen. Because um, after, after a long time um, of being torn about it, and having a voice in my head telling me that I'm not good enough, I've decided that, yes, I am, in fact, good enough. So my voice belongs at the table. I belong at this table and I'm not leaving the table until I'm full yeah okay thank you very much for listening to this season this pilot I'm Rolly connect with me on social media at Chris Rolly K-R-I-S-R-O-L-E-Y one name all the same on Twitter Instagram and LinkedIn all those places and of course my website is ChrisRolly.com until next time stay solid people Catch you later.